You're welcome to another episode of An African Conquering the World podcast. This is episode 10 of 52, or 54, sorry. Uh, 54 being 54 weeks of the year, one episode a week. Uh, I hope you're following us already on Instagram at AACW Podcast. We like, we, we need your, your support, your likes and your, your following means a lot to us. It helps us to generate the kind of... Um, the kind of momentum we need to continue the podcast. Thank you for your time. Thank you for your added listening. And thank you for giving us the support that we need to pursue new new directions in architecture, especially as one goes around the world trying to search for work. Today we're going to talk about a matter that is a little bit um, pressing for the world. I'll start by saying um, there's a lot of new things that are happening in the world as we see today. Things are changing, things are getting better. We're living in a world where uh, connections are easier, life is much more pristine, and we can pursue a lot of things that people couldn't pursue in the last 50 years. So we're thankful for that. But all this greatness we're living that we're living in now, we're living under the shadow of a fear of climate collapse or climate change, which some people say is not as serious as it is, and some other people say is as serious as it is or even worse. But the question that we have, I have all the time is, it doesn't have to be that bad for us to figure out that we need to do something about it. So, um, we, we, we see all sorts of um, elements that change in the world, all sorts of things that were in, are not the same as before, um, larger storms, larger floods, tornadoes, things like that, that point us in the direction of climate change. And it's, um, it's, it's something that we need to, to is a tide that we need to dam and stem, stop as quickly as possible, such so that we can make better things and we can focus on more important, much more important um, parts of our, our, our habitation of this earth as human beings. Um, like I said earlier, the world is experiencing a drastic time that we call global warming. Um, and global warming for me is, is the evidence of, of our industrial past that is stamped on the ozone layer. You see, prior to today, um, before the industrial industrial revolution in, in England in the 18th, late 18th century upward, um, uh, the, the mankind left his his traces of habitation of the earth, left them as as um, scars on the environment of the earth, of the earth itself. Um, you could see that in, in Rome, for instance, there's a part of Rome I can't remember the name now that there's a mountain of broken pots. Which is said to be there because uh, olive oil was taken, brought into Rome in those jars, in those clay jars, and the olive oil, after a while, will seep into the clay jars and make the jars a little bit um, iffy. So they, they, those jars were broken up and stacked as um, like a dirt, like 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 as 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 um, like a, dis- a dirt disposal area in Rome, and they become a mountain today in the city. So that was how mankind left his mark on the world. But since the Industrial Revolution, we've ceased to leave our mark on the world. 
and started to leave our mark in the stratosphere, which is a little bit disconcerting if you ask me. Um, we 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 we've our historical junk now cannot be is 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 less and less being able to be measured by us and by future generations in terms of what we left behind and what we did but instead of that we have what we destroyed so like i said the industrial revolution opened up the ability for man to leave his historical junk as harm to the stratosphere as against leave his historical junk as stacking of new layers on the on the environment of the earth so this has become this is is a new paradigm that we need to look at from that perspective so mankind has gone between world wars from steam to coal to nuclear power but you see all these things have existed and been invented through um, active work of science but their use has been exacerbated, not exacerbated, has been enhanced and proliferated through the creation of the spaces that can proliferate that kind of use by architecture and sometimes engineering. So, you see, unarguably, engineering and architecture have been at the forefront of the growth of humanity that has led to us dumping our historical junk into the stratosphere as historical harm instead of historical layers that can be read. So we're here on Earth now, and it feels like um, suddenly we're stranded on Earth. Um, the typical uh, um, response to that is people people try to invent things to take them to the moon so that you run away from the scene of the crime. But like I said in last week's episode, we can't run away from this scene of this scene of this crime. Instead, we need to figure out a way to solve this. And by my reckoning, I believe that the major problem that, that, that we're facing as, as, as a global community is not a lack of action as much as a lack of leadership. Because leadership will be able to organize action in a certain direction. So there's leadership in terms of leaders that we vote for, but there's no leadership in terms of ideas that we live within or live for, or ideas that we hope to achieve in the future. So you see, while Tesla can make a new car and make a new rocket, earlier in human civilization, people used to dream up new ways to enhance the environment with architecture. all sorts of people come to mind apart from Corbusier. Of course, you know that I'm an ardent Corbusier person. But uh, Tony Garnier comes to mind. Uh, the Garden City Movement comes to mind. ETC, ETC. So these, for instance, the Garden City Movement can be seen as, the, the suburb can be seen as a reflection of the Garden City Movement. And that kind of leadership today is lacking in architecture and it's reflecting on the environment. It's a free for all free for all in terms of ideas and understanding so there's no proper direction for things to go that can enhance the quality of life on earth and because of this lack of leadership the media resources that we can scrounge and and, and put together to build uh, historical junk these media resources are distributed into things that have no real consequence and essence in human culture for instance, um, for lack of a better description, um, 
the 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 Hudson Yards development in New York. It's beautiful, but it's useless to humanity. People, normal people, can't access it. There's there's no affordable housing in what has been built of recent. Um, the affordable house is supposed to be built in the next um, the next tranche. It's not a great tourist attraction, given that the Thomas Heatherwick uh, vessel continuously causes people to commit suicide, or people commit suicide because of the fact that the vessel is there. Etc. Etc. It depends on how you look at it. So. Um, there's leadership. There's a leadership problem in architecture that has transcended to a leadership problem globally, that needs to be captured so that we can organize our resources as meager as they are in a certain direction to achieve certain needs. You see, um, in architecture especially, there's been a revival of nostalgia for the past, and that nostalgia that is in the air. It's a dangerous thing because that nostalgia cost one of the worst things that ever happened in architecture, postmodernism. So you see, uh, it's necessary to understand the past, but it's expedient to it's not expedient to resurrect it and to live within it. So um, we need to figure out the character of our time by understanding the past and by looking to the future with bold vision, we then find what character our time and, and the time that we're in and the times that are coming has and can have. And that character, collective with collective action and that character, we quickly begin to see how to plug the holes that we've created since the Industrial Revolution. So, I think, I'd argue that um, that this collective this collective character that we can create by understanding the past and pushing forward the bold vision into the future, this co- collective character that we create that we can create will have within it a way to invent and create over and around, over and and um, beyond the the ailments and the ills of um, global warming. Architecture can think us and recreate a situation that we're out of this melee that we find ourselves. I don't think that it's such a big situation that with collective thinking and collective direction, architecture cannot create a, a, a springboard for the world to find its way around. It's only dreams and architecture is actually a form of dream. So if you, when done properly, architecture is a form of dream, but usually it's not done as well. So. Usually it's not a form of dream, it's a, usually it's a nightmare that we live. But if done well, architecture is a dream, and that dream, in that dream we can solve problems that we never knew that we could solve. I think we should enhance, we should unleash the power of this kind of dreaming of architecture, because we're living in a time where we couldn't have imagined the kind of catastrophe that the climate is going to, and the world is going to, with regards to pandemics here, uh, global warming there, poverty, architecture can think out of this, think of a semi-perfect situation that we can then inhabit in real life. So again, like I said, nostalgia for the past. The past is a temple that we've left and destroyed. We have no access to it in terms of 
in, 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 the, in the way that we want to have access to it to live in it. The past is the past. We need to move forward. And you see, digging into the past opens up the need for architects to become some form of archaeologists. Archaeology is a young profession. Um, I, I believe that uh, archaeology as a profession, uh, archaeology as a profession, as a modern profession, started in the 19th century. Uh, but I, I, I can be corrected on that. But archaeology is a young profession. It's a very useful profession, but it's, its usefulness is typically overstretched and overimagined, much like journalism. But the good thing about journalism is that it teaches us to live in the present and cast our assertions towards the future. This is where architecture fails because architecture constantly, apart from with the Rem Kulhas, architecture constantly wants to live in the past, it wants to live in the temple of the past. But it has to live in the now and project itself into the future. Archaeology can't help us do that. Um, archaeology, very much like concept development in architecture, has overused its bandwidth and is exhausted. Um, nobody really cares what Romans drank or what people from ancient Benin, how, how they are sleepers, how they were sleepers. What we care about is what the ethos and the essence of their civilization was so that we can add parts of that to what we have to solve our problems and to enhance our ability to live on earth harmoniously. Architecture is not archaeology. Architecture is a systematic profession that enhances the performance of the environment through manipulation of form. I'll say that again. Architecture is a systematic profession, yeah? that enhances the performance of the environment through the manipulation of form. We need to make architecture. We need to follow through with our understanding of making architecture. We must collectivize, become collective in our thoughts, individual, individual in our actions, collective in our thoughts, have a collective ethos that helps us to enhance our individual outputs and create a time for architecture now to lead the world into a new way of existing harmoniously within the confines of the earth. That time is now and we must act. Thank you very much for listening and see you next week. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at AACW Podcast and I believe that we have our Instagram live in about two weeks. Have a wonderful weekend. See you next week. Thank you.